everybody. Welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. I'm Betsy Thompson and so excited to get to be here with new friend Joel Thomas. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah. It's going to be great getting to know you. And some of you might be saying, well, I kind of recognize him. If you got to be a part of Sagemont's celebration service um, a few weeks ago in June, um, you were one of the Sagemont U um, students that got up and shared. Yeah. And um, and I was in that service and literally leaned over to my husband and said, who's that? <laughs> He's really good. You did such a good job eloquently sharing your story, sharing the gospel in just a couple of minutes. Um, that was such a neat Sunday. If you didn't get to see that service, go back and watch it. But uh, the Sagemont students, four of them got up and mm -hmm. shared. Sagemont U, four got up and shared. And uh, we actually had, I think, I think it was four or five salvations in our connection center that Sunday after that service. And I think a huge part of that was y'all being willing to get up and just share your stories. Yeah, I mean, that was really awesome. I did not expect uh, salvations yeah. from just testimonies from college kids. Uh, I've always equated to like a great message would uh, change so many people's lives. Mm -hmm. But when Chuck texted us, hey, like we heard like four or six people got s saved. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It was really cool. And I thought it was so interesting because we were talking about it afterwards and um, talking to Stuart because mm -hmm. it was kind of his idea to have y'all come up there and share your stories. And he said, we didn't tell him what word to pick. Yeah. We didn't tell him what to say. Mm -hmm. And it blew me away that almost every single one of you got up and said, mm -hmm. if you don't know the Lord, you need to know the Lord. Yeah. And I was, it still, it gives me little chillies because mm -hmm. it was one of those in that moment for every, for all of you to say, listen, I can tell you my story, but the most important thing is that you meet Jesus. Yeah. And it was so neat to see that God used that in such a mighty way. Yeah. It was really, really cool. So um, I did, I said, who is this guy? And then I reached out to Chuck Davenport and said, mm -hmm. who was that guy? And then you were so sweet when I said, hey, will you come on Table Talk? You <laughs> said, yes, I was so glad. Yeah. Um, because I think it's so good for our church, our community to get to know people that you might not have, you might not meet any other time. And that's a huge part of what Table Talk is, is just getting to meet new friends. And so I know everybody's going to love getting to know you. So Joel, start off, just share a little bit about just your family, mm -hmm. where you grew up, um, a little bit about just who you are. Okay. So obviously I'm Joel Thomas and I grew up in India. Uh, so I was born there and I was raised there until about 10th grade. Wow. And then I moved here my junior year of high school. Wow. Um, so you probably didn't know that about me. No, <laughs> no, I, you can tell by my face. I did not. That's amazing. Yeah. So huge was, culture shock. Uh, not so much. Okay. Not so much because the place I grew up in is called Bangalore and it, it was kind of like this cultural mixing part of India itself because India, while it's one country, every state has a different language, different food, okay. different culture. Interesting. And Bangalore was like the work hub. So you got people from all over India and lots of different parts of the world in Bangalore. Mm. So it's a little different. And so I was kind of used to like people and English uh, okay. they taught English in school so it was like not super difficult yes, moving here it's not like you have a big accent yeah that you would be like oh but you don't so that yeah. makes sense too if that was learning English and yeah that. people were surprised like I would tell them I'm from India and they're like how do you speak English I was yeah like, wow, they, they, I think they taught me a little bit <laughs> yeah that's amazing so yeah. 10th grade so where did mm -hmm. you move to I moved to Houston okay uh, I had family here okay and uh, went to Friendswood High School for two years. Okay. And graduated, uh, went to U of H, and that's where I'm, 
That's where I'm at right now. I'm doing nice. computer science. Okay, that's amazing. How often do you go back to India? Do y'all go back often? Does your family or are they still here? I mean, most of my family on my dad's side, all my first cousins, they're mm -hmm. all over here. Okay. My mom's side is still partly over there, so I do go visit them. I've been okay. twice now. I went uh, last summer and two, three summers before okay. that. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Brothers, sisters? One sister. Okay, older, uh, younger? Younger, she just graduated from high school. Okay, great. Friends with high school too? Uh, she went to Clear Springs, I okay. want to say. Okay. It's one of the Clears because there's so many. There yeah. are quite a few Clears. <laughs> I say that too. I'm like one of the Clears. Yeah. Those. Okay, that's awesome. So your family's still, your parents, your sister's still here yep, locally. they're all here. Um, and you're, what year are you at U of H? Oh, I'm, I'm in my senior year, so I'll be graduating soon. Good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you enjoyed college? Um, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, definitely part of it was uh, like the first couple of years were kind of rough because it's like college was like a whole new thing and getting adjusted. Um, but soon I found good friends and yeah. from there I have. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So tell me um, first, I just want to know just your Sagemont story. How did mm -hmm. you end up here at Sagemont? So um, during lockdown... Oh, uh, we all, I forget about that. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah, so lockdown happened, and uh, I was at a Starbucks studying for my school stuff, and um, this barista, her name was Bethany, so she approached me, and she told me, hey, like, do you go to church? And I was like, I am a Christian, but since churches are kind of in lockdown right mm -hmm. now, I don't have really a place to go. She told me about Sage Martin Yu, the, the youth group that, that Chuck leads, mm -hmm. and she was like, you should come check it out. It's like, sure, I will. So I came one day, uh, it was great worship, great service, and then they had small groups afterwards, mm -hmm. and I really loved it. I mean, I I previously hadn't seen such a huge group of young people mm -hmm. that were all for Christ. That was, like, amazing to me. Like, I heard stories about people, like, how, how many times they've shared the past week, how their highs and lows were so connected to Jesus and not just to their circumstances. Mm. Um and that's how I got here, and that's it's been awesome. about two years now. That's amazing. So some people watching might not know, uh, Sagemont U meets on Tuesday nights mm -hmm. and in the gym right now, and they do worship. Yep. Uh, Chuck Davenport's. Preaches. Davenport preaches and teaches, and then they break up into small groups. Yep. And then they usually stay and play basketball till really, really late at yep. night because they're college <laughs> kids and they can still do that. Um, but it has been... So cool to see that ministry grow. Mm. And and it is such a real, authentic, vulnerable mm. group that I think people come into and they are surprised when they see it. Yeah. But then they're drawn to it. 100%, yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. So you said you were a believer. Tell me just your salvation story. How did you come to know the Lord? So I'd say uh, when I was in eighth grade to so 13, 14, um, just regular church service. So I grew up in church my entire life. My in family, India? In India, so yeah. So your, your family was a Christian family? Yeah, my family is a Christian How family. interesting. Yeah, uh, so growing, gr growing up in church and going to church on a Sunday or on a Saturday or on a Wednesday, it was just a normal okay, thing. Okay, <laughs> yep. Uh, so just growing up there and listening to those stories, those parables, um, I was always like, like excited to be at church because uh, I love the messages like to, to get to know about this God of the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, so eighth grade, I decided to give my life to Jesus. Uh, a couple of weeks afterwards, my pastor asked me if I want to get baptized. And I was like, definitely, definitely want to get baptized. So that happened. Um, and I think what happened to me at that point is that I understood that Jesus was the son of God, that he 
died on a cross for my sins mm-hmm. and that he's the reason that I get to go to heaven and have a relationship with the Father. I understood that. Um, but what didn't happen afterwards was I didn't really pursue him. To mm-hmm. me, that was the end. I was like, okay, I've done these things. Mm-hmm. I've been saved. I've been baptized. I'm going to heaven. I'm good. I just need to do good things and keep living my life, following mm-hmm. my dreams and doing my own thing. And I learned in like four years, I would say, into like high school and mostly into college is when I kind of understood that there's so much more to it mm-hmm. than just giving your life that's a part of where you're living that life out for Jesus Mm -hmm. and that's the part that it took me a while to realize and and part of the reason is because when you're young and you grew up in church um, you think that you already know everything about Jesus Uh, just because you know a couple of stories and that you know how how the beginning of the universe was Mm -hmm. Uh, there wasn't this like desire to get to know Jesus more Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of changed in in college, I would say. Um, my friend, he told me about this podcast. Podcasts are great. <laughs> Podcasts are great. Yeah, and they were talking about, um, are you a Christian? That was the topic. Okay. And he was setting out all these things, like, this is what looks like to be a Christian. And that was really convicting because I was mm. like, I think I'm a Christian, but these points don't really align. There's these... Yeah gifts and these fruits and all these things that you do as a Christian, which doesn't reflect who I am. Mm -hmm. And that led me to, okay, I need to pursue and know this God that I follow. Like, I need to understand who is, uh, which is kind of weird that Chuck was talking about this just yesterday. Uh, He was talking about how we identify as Christians. We we want to live for God, but but there's the disconnect when it comes to living for God and knowing God. Mm -hmm. And it's the knowing God part that took me a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and stage man was a huge part yeah. in getting to know God. Um, 2020, when the COVID right. lockdown hit, it was terrible times for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, for me, it gave me a break mm-hmm. from school, from friends. It just gave me a break to kind of sit down and think about my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And quickly realizing that like, I need to know God more. Yeah. Um, I went through a couple of books of the Bible by myself and through some devotions mm-hmm. and and that really turned my life around of like okay i need jesus i want to know jesus right. and for the first time there was this desire to like read the bible mm. until then that was a checklist yeah and in 2020 it was like no i want to read the bible yeah. to get to know this god um yeah that's so cool it's so interesting that God gives us the church, gives Mm -hmm. us the body for so many amazing things. Mm -hmm. Accountability, growth, learning. But then if we're not careful in our sinful nature, nature, it can become a crutch to where I don't read God's word. Somebody on Sunday tells me Mm -hmm. what God's word says. And there is that transition of, no, this is for me. Mm. And I think a lot of people in that 2020 time frame, Mm. when we were like, but I'm used to going Mm -hmm. and getting meeting with God there and mm-hmm. God going, no, just where you're at. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. So I love that he used that oh, yeah. time. And I love what you said just even about um, looking at our lives mm-hmm. and saying, yes, I'm a Christian. Does my life reflect that? Mm-hmm. Are there spiritual gifts? Are Is there fruit of the Spirit mm-hmm. in my life? And I think that's such a good thing for all of us to stop and go, yeah. what am I what am I doing? How am I doing? <laughs> I love that. That's so, so cool. I, and I love, um, and this might just be me not being aware. Uh, you know, we send mission trips 
mm. to India. Yeah. You know, to people that have never heard mm-hmm. the name of Jesus. A team just got back of a lot of sages, yeah. not you guys and girls that went, that they were going into villages that had never heard mm-hmm. the name of Jesus. And what a cool thing for you to have grown up in India mm-hmm. and go, no, I grew up in church. I knew yeah. Jesus. We went to church. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a good thing, I think, for all of us to just have eyes open to. Yeah. That it's, you know, everywhere. Yeah. What a neat, that's really cool. I love that. I love that. Um, I also wanted to talk with you because, again, I want everybody to know things that are going on here at Sagemont. Um, you're a part of Project Labor. Yes. Is this your first summer to do Project Labor? This is my third. Oh, third. Okay, yeah. so you're going to have all the good information. And I know people are going, what's Project Labor? Yeah. So just first, just kind of tell us over just a broad overview. What is Project Labor? Um, I look at it as this intense discipleship. Mm-hmm. So you're choosing and saying to yourself and, and, to, and to God that, hey, this summer I'm going to dedicate to pursuing you with everything I can. Mm-hmm. Um, we do small groups during the year, but we do it with so many people that it's hard to get that one-on-one time and those smaller, smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite part about Project Labor is that our group is maybe four people. Okay. So you get a lot more intentionality when it comes to talking to people, making sure that they're walking the, the walk that they're mm-hmm. called to. Um, the smaller group you get, the harder it is to not be honest about where you're at. Yep, yep. And 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 I have some great guys in my group. I've, I've had Vin in my group for the past great three guy. years now. Yep. I feel like God just keeps putting him in my life <laughs> to awesome. make sure that I'm on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's my favorite part. It's just the people uh, that keep you accountable through yeah. all of it. Other than that, like there's probably was great because you get to theology for the my first year. Uh, I want to say it was Stuart and maybe Dr. Autry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both talked about why we believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And now that's something I hadn't even considered before. Yeah. And they talked about why the Bible and how it came around and and why we believe in it and why it's authentic. I mean, that's stuff that I've been Christian all my life, sure. but I never even thought about. Right. And now it's like this whole new defense when talking to other mm. people about Jesus, when they ask, well, what about this religion? And why not this other religion? Why do you follow Christ and not these right. other gods um, that are around us? Uh, so Project Labor, it, it equips you mm. um, to to pursue a relationship with God and to, and to reach other people. Yeah. So it's, y'all meet on Sunday afternoons? We meet a couple of times during the week. Uh, Wednesday nights is one of them. Um, that's all we have done so far because it's okay. the first first week of this right. year. That's right. Uh, but in the past, it used to be like Wednesday nights, Saturday nights, uh, sometimes Tuesday nights. It was a bunch of times during the it's week. It's a huge commitment. It is, and it's for our college students. Yeah. and it's almost would you? I mean, it's almost like deciding to take a college class for the summer. Yes, for sure. There is a huge commitment to mm-hmm. it. Um, there's time. There's the time in mm-hmm. when y'all are together, but then also outside of that. Yeah. And um, it does really push y'all mm-hmm. to grow deeper, <laughs> to ask hard questions, to look at theology. Mm-hmm. Y'all have different speakers yeah. and teachers that come in and do different things with y'all. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much because y'all, it's the summer 
and it's college kids. And how many do y'all have this summer? Do you know? I know in summers past, it's been 40 or so yeah, people uh, that do I'm it. I'm not exactly sure how many we have this year, but it's always been in big yeah, numbers. Yeah, like it's a bigger. And the thing is, a lot of times Bible studies, things like that, they start, everybody's there. It starts really strong. And then people get busy and you kind of fade out and fizzle out. And by the end, mm-hmm. maybe there's half the group that's there. That happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those. It's a commitment. It is. To, to be there, to do the whole thing, to go through it. Yeah. And I love to, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but um, in Project Labor, y'all actually put like feet to what you're learning. Like part of it is going out and yes. doing, right? Yeah. So Saturday mornings, we do community outreach yeah. where we spend like an hour in training and then the next hour is spent just going out and reaching out to people and tell them about Jesus. Like yeah. it's very practical. It's not just listen and go home. It's listen and apply and yeah. let's do it together. Yeah. And walk out. Yeah. So have y'all done that yet this summer? We did do it last Saturday. Okay. So yeah. tell tell me a little bit about where did y'all go? Mm-hmm. What did that look like? How do you just walk up to somebody? So unfortunately, last Saturday I was working. Okay. Then tell me last summer. <laughs> okay. So, so last summer we did this very cool thing where, uh, maybe it was the summer before, where we would have a Friday night, yeah. which was a casual like event where we'd hang out someplace. Uh-huh. And our, our, uh, our job was to bring an unbeliever friend. Wow. So, because a lot of people don't, like, they don't want to hear about uh, the Bible. I mean, like, you talk to them, they're like, I've already heard this. Right. I don't care about this. I just want to do what I'm doing. But what they don't realize is the life that they're missing out on. And the best way to show them a Christful life is to be around Christian mm-hmm. people. So, when you have, like, we, we had this event at Perlin Coffee Roasters where we just came, sat down, worshipped a little bit, played some games. And we were all invited to, like, bring, bring a friend along mm-hmm. and let them see what kind of life you live as a Christian, uh, what kind of things you enjoy, what kind mm-hmm. of relationships you have. Uh, and that was a form of community outreach, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and just throughout the semester, we go to U of H, and we just talk to people and answer questions for them, mm-hmm. help them kind of get to know who Jesus is if they've never heard of him. Yeah, that's amazing. Talk a little bit, too, just about the impact Sagemont U is having on the campus of University of Houston. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, every time I come to Sagemont, I feel like I'm seeing new people. Uh, the first summer, or the first time we did Night of Worship yeah. at U of H, um, like those people who came from that are still here. They're some of my closest friends now. Mm-hmm. And, and every time we just keep growing and growing because people out there are ready to listen to Jesus. When we do Night of Worship, uh, there's so many people we invite and they come for the Chick-fil-A and they stay for mm-hmm. the message, which is great. Some, and we'll be standing around and I'll see just people walking by and they just stand and, and they start listening yeah. because they're hungry for it. And we don't really see it because we don't really think about it. Uh, we just like I'm uh, personally just so comfortable in my Christian group that yeah. I don't think about what's going on outside, what other people are going through, and if they even have a support system Mm -hmm. like I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And these people, like, they love hearing about Jesus. Don't get me wrong, there's people out there who don't want to hear it, who don't care about it, but there's such a huge amount of people who are, like, struggling to find meaning in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, They're looking in all these different places, and they're soon realizing that a lot of things just don't give you the fulfillment because yeah. you're looking in the wrong place mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be looking for Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as somebody in the stage of life that you are in as a college student, um, speak for college students. Mm. Um, how can the body of Christ pray for, support, come mm. alongside 
college students? For college students, um, obviously, like prayer yeah. is great. Um, I like what we do here, the intergenerational mentorship. Mm. I've seen a lot of guys being discipled by older guys mm -hmm. and them being discipled by even older guys. Um, two of my favorite people are Sam Free and Mark. Uh, and the, the, like Mark used to serve in the student ministry, mm -hmm. but he's been doing that for so long and he wanted to do something else. So he's told Chuck, hey, like I would love to mentor some guys. And I ran into him last week mm -hmm. at a coffee place at 6.45 in the morning, wow. and he was waiting for two college guys to come yes, in. Yes, that's Mark. And yeah, we, we I was like, Mark. what are you doing here? He was like, waiting for my college guys. Uh, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. And that heart is amazing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think that if I'm in, like, my 30s and I have a family and I have right. a job, like, waking up at 6 a.m. to meet with some college kids, yeah. that's a lot of effort. It's really cool. Um, I'm a sleeping kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it's really cool to see that, that they do that. So that's one way yeah. that you could is just directly pouring into people. There's so many of us, like, we need a mentor. Uh, we, we might not have families who are Christian. Mm -hmm. We might not have uh, strong friendships. So that mentorship really helps uh, take us from, like, baby Christians to adult Christians. Absolutely. Um, so that's my favorite yeah. way if you want to do that. I love that. And I will do a big plug right now because he's setting it up perfectly. <laughs> In the fall, we're having Beside for Men. We've had Beside, our women's mentoring program, uh, for the last couple of years. And in October, we're going to have a training day to launch Beside for Men. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I would love to have a mentor. I would love to be a mentor. How do mm -hmm. I get plugged in? How do I do that? How do I find people that will pour into me or that I can pour into? Sign up for Men's Beside in October. Uh, come and be a part of that. It, I mean, it's exactly what you're talking about. And I think we do have so many people walking around going, I need that. Mm -hmm. Where do I find it? Or I would love to pour back who who wants to hear it. Mm -hmm. And Beside just helps match that up. And so very excited for that to yeah. be coming. I think it's going to be a really neat opportunity. Oh, yeah. And and. And I'm sure people out there realize how important it is because when I first decided to like, okay, I want to know God, the first thing I did was I went back to my ninth grade uh, Sunday school teacher mm. and I told him, hey, would you mentor me? Like, and this one, I'm like, I'm, I'm in college or not ninth grade, my junior year um, uh, Sunday school teacher. Yeah. I told him, hey, like, I want to pursue God. Would you tell me how? And he would text me and he would call me and he would like just show me how to be a Christian. Yeah. Um, and a huge part of my testimony. Yeah. Huge. I love that. Yeah. I love the body coming alongside the body mm -hmm. is exactly how God designed it. And when we get to see it happening, it's, yeah. it makes him happy. And it's so amazing for us to get to be a part of it. So, Joel, thank you for coming. Yeah, for this was so fun. <laughs> you are such a cool guy. Um, I always tell people, hey, if you see Joel... Go up, introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell him you appreciated hearing from him. Uh, he already said coffee at least two or three times, so take <laughs> him out to coffee. Get to know him, encourage him, and tell him thank you for coming and sharing his story with us. And at the celebration, mm -hmm. you were, that was a really, really cool Sunday. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Y'all have a good rest of your day. We will see you next time on Table Talk. <laughs>